Gentlemen, it's 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, which means that, as usual, it's time for the other podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's John Hope here, the other guy on the other podcast. And if I can believe the indications on the control panel here. Hi, Diana. Hello, hello. Yes, she is there from exotic Valdosta. Ah, and uh, you can find my good friend John Hoag's blogging at uh, hoagwash.com. And I can find Stacy's quite often at theothermccain.com, but also at other fine spots around the interwebs as well. He's very peripatetic with his writing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are things in beautiful Valdosta? Uh, absolutely beautiful and uh, it's relatively quiet. Really? Well, well it, go ahead. Um, we were having a real bad patch there. A lot of bad things happened. Um, and uh, we're kind of we're kind of in a lull the last week or so. Mm, we're kind of happy yeah. about that. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the Valdosta Times website. Mm -hmm. The headline. Um, the headline is from October 19th. That would have been what? Thursday? No, yeah. Wednesday. A former Valdosta resident has been charged with murder in a Hudson Street shooting, police said. Mm -hmm. Patrick Terrell Brockman, 43, of West Palm Beach, Florida, was already in a Florida jail Tuesday when he was charged in connection to the October 1st shooting death of Valdosta resident Michael Taylor, 26. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. a, shoot a shooting and a murder is still news in Valdosta. Whereas, mm -hmm. uh, Some places it's just a yeah, statistic. And, and, uh, and, uh, it's a statistic. <laughs> yeah, D.C. and Baltimore, which are the two cities that, that I allegedly live in the suburbs of, um, no one notices. Well, how are, um, how, how is the, the uh, senatorial race playing out down there? You know, um, I see, okay, I don't see a lot of, of yard signs for Herschel Walker, um, but I see an awful lot of run, Herschel, run uh, buttons on people. Oh, okay. Um, I talk to a lot of people, and generally speaking, it's along the lines of um, this latest uh, scandal about Warnock and uh, Ebenezer Baptist's uh, uh, habit of uh, evicting people from Columbia Tower for uh -huh. like $28. People are really reacting badly to that, especially since they've been able to get out the, the work the Republicans have been able to get the word out that 
Warnock's uh, quote-unquote stipend, which he touts all the time from Ebenezer Baptist, is just uh, something like seventeen hundred a month, which is you know very a very small amount of money. But his housing allowance, which he never talks about, is seven thousand four hundred something a month. A month. A wow, month. that's like eighty thousand a year in mortgage payments. Yeah, well, and. Well, um, it, it, it's it's just this, the disgust and annoyance about that, especially when we've got people around here with the way rents are going up who are really worried about making ends meet. Well, um, tell, them, tell them about the fact that it's probably a parsonage allowance, which means a very significant part of it is also tax-free. Absolutely. Mm. Most well, people you don't know, know that. I, I, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, map of the uh, 2020 presidential election, and mm -hmm. uh, Trump got 55% of the vote in Lowndes County. So there's yes. there seemed to be little danger of you uh, 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 having a, a, a Stacey Abrams moment down mm. there. Well, before we... I hope before, we get, before we turn Stacey loose on football, I'm going to make one comment uh, uh, to show how old I am, uh, the run Herschel run buttons are probably a smart move. Uh, in 88, that was a mm -hmm. bumper sticker slogan for Jesse Jackson, and it wound up on a lot of front bumpers. Oh, <laughs> oh. -doom, boom, boom, boom. Well, it's, uh, it's a Saturday night in October, which means it's time to talk about, uh, college football and uh, today, the big upset was LSU at home in Baton Rouge, uh, defeated um, a previously unbeaten and number seven ranked Ole Miss, uh, 45 Whoa. to 20. Uh, and it was um, uh, fairly close until the third quarter, uh, but um, LSU has beaten Ole Miss. So, that means a lot to Alabama fans because uh, Ole Miss is in the Western uh, Division of the Southeastern Conference, and if they had been undefeated, uh, that would have uh, you know because Alabama lost last yep. week to Tennessee. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Tennessee, uh, they're now ranked number three, and uh, they stomped all over UT Martin. Uh, probably homecoming in Knoxville this week, I'm going mm -hmm. to guess. Um, and it was 65 to 24 was the score there. Uh, Fifth-ranked Clemson uh, struggled uh, today in a, um Atlantic Coast Conference game. Uh, Clemson now 8-0, defeating Syracuse, which came in ranked 14th. Uh, Clemson 27, Syracuse 21, but uh, Clemson had to score 17 points in the fourth quarter to win that game. So um, uh, so that's how that went. Number 21 ranked Cincinnati 29 to 27, <clears throat> excuse me, 29 to 27 over SMU, Southern Methodist. Uh, number two ranked Ohio State defeated Iowa 54 to 10 in a Big Ten matchup. Uh, to interrupt, it's now 13 to 17 uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri. Uh, Vanderbilt just did an 80 yard touchdown pass. 
Okay, oh, so, so it's 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 the score is what it's now? Thirteen to seventeen. So oh, okay. The, and there's a little over three minutes left. And so. who's got thirteen? Uh, Vanderbilt's oh. got thirteen. But I mean, this was the most important game in the SEC today. You have to understand these teams are tied oh. for last place, and this is going to break the tie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now that we have looked at the bottom, uh, the the bottom of the. Uh, uh, SEC. I, I continue with the top 25 teams in the country. Uh, number 25, uh, Tulane Greenway, which is, by the way, Andrew Breitbart's alma mater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tulane defeated Memphis 38-28. to uh, Number 13, Wake Forest in an ACC matchup beat Boston College 43-15. to Uh Vanderbilt just got their extra point. Ah, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was there was an upset in the Pac-12 uh, as number tenth ranked Oregon uh, defeated uh, previously unbeaten UCLA. Came in ranked number ninth. It was Oregon forty-five, UCLA thirty. Uh, they have just kicked off in Tuscaloosa. Uh, where Mississippi State is taking on the sixth-ranked uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. And in, um, I don't know where Oklahoma State University is. Is that Norman, <coughs> Oklahoma? No, that's Oklahoma. But, well, Oklahoma State, anyway, uh, is tied with Texas with uh, less than nine minutes to go. Uh, the score is 34 to 34. And that wraps up our top 25 plus Vanderbilt scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we got to get the important games in. Uh, by the way, I another part of I'm so old. Remember the wave? Yes, I remember the wave. <laughs> well, I think there's another wave coming, Stacey. Mm-hmm. That's your cue. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, I, I'm, I'm transitioning so- from football to your post <laughs> about waves. Oh, okay. I thought you were uh, telling me don't nice get cocky. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to let you go with yours. Oh, okay. Well, Did anyways. You, uh, well, all right. I'll do, I'll do mine. Look, I had a post up. Uh, I've been talking since, since uh, the current administration started about the Democrats' overreach. And boy, mm-hmm. have they done it. And oh, boy, yeah. have they set themselves up for a wave. <laughs> so yeah. go for it, Stacey. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, the post I had, um, I guess it was on Monday, was more signs of a midterm red wave. <laughs> um, and uh, Frank Bruni of the uh, New York, is it Bruni or Brunei? Bruni. Bruni, Bruni. yeah. Yeah, it's an Italian name. It's an avowal. Anyways, um, uh, Frank Bruni of the New York Times has a column um, uh, talking about how the unpopularity of Joe Biden may sink Raphael Warnock's Senate reelection bid in Georgia. Uh, I, I think it's just de- trying to deal with the uh, Paul. Uh, Pauline Keel effect, you know. I don't understand oh. how Nixon won. Nobody I know voted for him. Yes, right. Oh, well, yeah, anyways, well. Uh, but the other big problem for Warnock is that the Democratic candidate for governor is Stacey Abrams, who is losing very badly to Governor oh. Brian Kemp. Uh, yeah. 
so he's um uh so bruni is apparently trying to let the readers of the new york times understand what's happening outside their liberal media echo chamber uh which is that november 8th is starting to look like a complete wipeout for democrats um well oh. let's from your keyboard to god's monitor on that one because here at least Stacey Abrams would be such a disaster, and Warnock, oh, how I dislike that man. Yeah, I, I you know, it's just, uh, you know, the thing is, is Democrats are Democrats, and I'm against <laughs> them. So, so you know, there's, <laughs> there, there are no such things as a good Democrat, I, um, uh, you know, in my book. But, you know, Joe Manchin was a good Democrat for a while, but he's mm. gone bad, so, as they all do eventually. But anyways, um one of the things is, is that Republican Carrie Lake, and this is one oh. of those signs out there, uh, Republican Carrie Lake is leading the governor's race in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And um, and if you start looking at the polls, you also find out that Blake Masters, the uh, Demo Republican uh, Senate candidate who's challenging Mark Kelly, the Democratic incumbent. Blake Masters is trailing, yet Carrie Lake is leading. So the Republican gubernatorial candidate is leading while the Republican Senate candidate is behind. But uh, how many split ticket voters will they be? Okay, in other words, how many people are going to vote for Carrie Lake as governor and not vote for Blake Masters as senator. And so uh, I think that that gives him a chance. And by the way, you know, everyone's, oh, Blake Masters is an extremist. Well, Carrie <laughs> Lake is no less extreme than Blake Masters. The difference is, is that Carrie Lake is a longtime and very popular television news personality in Arizona, and she has taken her media savvy, and she bashes, man, she bashes the media so good. Well, you know, the oh, other yeah. thing about her campaign is it just looks like she's having fun. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, and aside from the fact that, I mean, you know, obviously she had a career as a TV anchor, so she's She's not necessarily eye candy, but she's pleasant to look at, and she's having a good time, and this mm -hmm. just works on being uh, uh, something that people want to be associated with. Yeah, I yes. might have and to Katie tell Hobbs is running from her. It's hysterical, and Katie Hobbs looks like the your, this uh, just the prototypical Karen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not. Uh, she's not. Uh, she's running a very bad campaign, and and oh, I yeah. think that's going. As I say, I think. The underperformance of Katie Hobbs is mm. going to drag down Mark Kelly, or at least mm -hmm. there's a chance that it will. And, you know, and one of the things, and by the way, I've, having been out on the campaign trail, uh, done thousands of miles out there, I, I want to tell you, you can't judge a campaign from a distance, right? Mm -hmm. You can't judge um what's going on in arizona if you're not watching tv in arizona because the mm -hmm. local advertising uh market i'm sure they're sick of politics down there <laughs> by now <laughs> um you know you know because they just saturate the airwaves and you don't know what's running or how often it's running mm -hmm. so you can't tell um 
how the field is being shaped. So, so you know, uh, John says, don't get cocky, uh, you know, but in general, it's looking like a red wave. Among the other signs is, is that, that the latest poll out of Connecticut uh, shows yeah. single-digit mar- margins for the re-election of Democrats, Ned Lamont, the governor, mm-hmm. and the senator, Richard Blumenthal. Oh, how I would <laughs> love to see Richard Blumenthal get beat. It you know, would be lovely. <laughs> and I don't know anything about his challenger, Bob Stefanowski, but Bob Stefanowski, please beat that son of a bitch. But here's the thing. You know, you're talking about the local ad markets and what's running. Also, what's important is what's not running. And that's what's important in Ohio. The Democrats have essentially given up on the Senate race and have pulled their money out. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, I, um, will. uh, I did I talk about Ohio this week? Uh, do, is that down in there somewhere? I, I, you, you've, you've talked about it in passing. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, yeah. Um, JD Vance it. made made uh, Tim Ryan look uh, hypocritical, oh, yeah. worthless, and weak. Yeah, yeah. It was not a good visual matchup. Uh, <laughs> I think I talked about this last week. Yes, didn't? you did. You did. Oh, okay, you did mostly. But I mean, you, it's, it's yeah, I went on and on about that. Well, anyways, if you look at the House races, thirty-six mm-hmm. of them are currently rated as toss-ups by mm-hmm. uh, by Real Clear Politics. And guess what? Nancy Pelosi only has to lose five <laughs> seats. Okay, <laughs> okay. If she loses, if the Republicans flip only five seats out of those thirty-six toss-ups. Um, then Nancy Pelosi is no longer speaker. Now, the CBS <laughs> Battleground poll estimates uh, Republicans gaining 11 seats, but that's likely a lowball estimate mm-hmm. uh, because um, right now I think the real clear politics average on the generic ballot has mm. Republicans up four or five points. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's 4.5. And um mm. And you know it has wavered somewhat. Uh, there, it was in it, you know in July and August uh, there was kind of a surge for the uh, Democrats after the uh, Dobbs decision, but that's mm. faded, and and people are looking in their pocketbooks. The nationwide average price of a regular gallon of gasoline, uh, which peaked at four eighty four. Um, uh, is now $3.72, but, but, uh, that's like 75% higher than it was when Biden was elected. Well, let's put it to you like this. Uh, the average household needs a raise equivalent of about $3 and 50 cents an hour to break (laughs) even right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think most people got a nearly 10% raise this year. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's looking bad out there. Grim. Yeah. For Democrats. But, but, you know, like you say, uh, don't get cocky. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, denial, however, is not a strategy. 
No, no. it isn't. <laughs> uh, that was the headline it's on It's not a, even a good tactic. Yeah, no. Uh, right, right. It's certainly not logistics. But anyways, uh, uh, I'll get back to Ukraine sooner or later, I'm sure. But uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, went on MSNBC Tuesday and was asked by Andrea Mitchell about polls showing, quote unquote, Rising inflation concerns along with crime giving new momentum to Republicans. And Nancy Pelosi answered to that was says, first of all, let me say that I think much of what you have said I don't agree with. That is to say, the New York Times poll, I think, is an outlier poll. You cited one poll. Andrea Mitchell then answers. <coughs> It's the real clear politics average showing similar issues. Nancy Pelosi answers. But that was one, in other words, referring to the New York Times poll, that brought down the average. It was an outlier. It wasn't that big of a sample. So I dismissed that. <clears throat> and, 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 I'm, and she goes on talking about uh, her clear message. We want to save the planet. Yeah. And... They've made historic gains for fighting the climate and on, on and on. And she goes on. And I said, she's attacking the validity of a New York Times poll, which, by the way, because I've got a day job that it's kind of referential to this, but uh, the Siena poll, it, you know, mm -hmm. the New York Times poll was done by Siena College. Yes. Uh, which has never been accused of being a right-wing organization, okay? If Siena is showing that Democrats are in trouble, take my word for it, Democrats are in trouble. I don't, mm -hmm. any, of the, I don't think any of the polls in the uh, real clear politics uh, thing now show the Democrats ahead. I think, the, I think that would, the, no, I think that, I, th I think one of them may show, well, one of them may one show. One of them had them with a one point lead. Hang on yeah. a second here. Maybe, but it, that, that's the, that's the point is that, you know, uh, that it ranges from, uh, uh, all the others range from uh, a one point lead from the, for the Republicans to a seven point lead. Oh, <laughs> by the way, there are now 35 toss ups. I said 36, uh, they moved one of the toss-ups over into the Republican column. So, so uh, yeah, it now, as it stands right now, Republicans, um, Republicans have 225 safe seats. Okay. Oh. That, that means that even if the Democrats win all the toss-ups, it's still a 15 seat majority. Uh, I, I, you know, they're not going to win all the toss ups. In fact, I'm, I'm not. Okay. I'll put it this way. The thing that made me nervous about that interview is that you're, is that I have come to the conclusion that, okay, there's, there's only two options. Either Nancy Pelosi is even more delusional than I am prepared to think, or Remember how before Obamacare got passed, uh, somebody on the Republican side remarked that uh, Nancy Pelosi had evidently forgotten how to count, and right. then it passed? Right, 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 right. I am kind of wondering what shenanigans we're going to be seeing. Well, well uh, folks, it doesn't matter 
who votes, votes. And how it they matters vote. who counts, who counts the, the votes and how yes mm -hmm. well uh yeah there is one poll out there the democrat uh the uh politico poll which is mm -hmm. also the morning consult uh has democrats up by one point <laughs> um uh, but the but it that speaking of outliers, hello, uh, you know. But the uh, let me go down and see if I can see the New York Times poll that caused such heartburn. Uh, yeah, it was that uh, was done. Let's say ten days ago they finished polling it, and it had uh, Republicans up by four. Okay, mm -hmm. well, Emerson College, which is not a right-wing organization, has uh, Republicans up by five points. Mm -hmm. uh, Monmouth College, again, mm. not a right-wing organization, has Republicans up by six points, okay? So, um, uh, you know, so the idea that, that this is some sort of outlier, oh, Harvard-Harris poll, right? This is definitely not a right-wing organization. They've got Republicans leading by six on what's called the generic ballot. And by the way, what the generic ballot is, is, um, as you ask, if the congressional election were held today, would you mm -hmm. vote for the Republican or the Democrat? And, um, and and so it's just a straight up thing. And one of the things you'll notice is that seldom um, does the uh, total add up uh, mm -hmm. to more than 90 percent, which means mm -hmm. that 90, uh, 10 percent of the people polling who are in almost all of these are counted as likely voters. Uh, but a, it, they're not actually going to vote. OK, mm -hmm. they tell you they're unsure or they tell you that um, uh, they're going to vote for a third-party candidate. Well, mm. it's a lot less uh, than 10% end up voting for the third party. Most of the people who are not yeah. sure this late in the game, they're not going to vote. They're not going to vote. I don't know what, what they answered to your screening question, but they're not going to vote. If you don't know today, right, whether you're voting mm -hmm. Republican or Democrat, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I think most people are going to vote their pocketbook issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I came up with some notes on inflation that I published on the blog oh. uh, uh, la uh, last night, actually, or night, uh, yeah, night before last. Thursday and, night. Yeah, yeah, Thursday night. And it yeah. was um, just three pictures. One was of a nice <laughs> notes. Yes, notes. notes. Bank notes, some as a notes. matter of fact. One is a nice Weimar Republic uh, million mark note. I couldn't find the 50 mm -hmm. million mark note easily. Uh, and then mm. there's a 1 million Turkish lira note. And then, of course, oh, everybody's yeah. favorite, the $100 trillion Bank of, <laughs> Bank of Zimbabwe. Bank of Zimbabwe. <laughs> Uh, who was the who was the president? Mugabe. 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 But, but but I also included a quote from El Presidente uh, where he said, uh, uh, our experts believe, and the data show that most of the price increases we've we've seen were expected and are expected to be temporary. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and don't worry, this problem is going to go away. He said he yeah, diagnosed right. cancer. Uh, yeah. uh, actually, 
you have a post uh, that went up today about Joe mm -hmm. Biden and his lips moving. Oh, my yes. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Friday. Oh, after that was something to behold. Friday. Folks, I work from home. OK. Um, mm -hmm. And I in my home office uh, in the bunker, uh, I guess you would say, <laughs> uh, I, I have a television. And most days it's it's uh, on Fox News, although sometimes I watch MSNBC or CNN, so you don't have to. But uh, and it's it sits off to my right as I'm facing my computer. The TV is off to my right, so I can cut and I keep the volume low enough so it doesn't uh, break my concentration, but high enough that I can hear it if something happens. And I heard Joe Biden talking, and I looked over, and uh, and. Uh, Fox News was carrying the live remarks of uh, <laughs> President Biden speaking at Delaware State University about his student loan forgiveness uh, program. Uh, <sighs> and I, if you go to the blog right now, it's right now it's at the top of the page. But um, I, I talk about what's wrong with this. Uh, a student loan thing. Well, the it, biggest problem it has at the oh. moment is the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals has granted a, uh, a hold, put it on hold for a while. Yeah, they've mm -hmm. they've they've uh, granted a temporary uh, restraining order. Restraining order. Mm -hmm. um, and but me, but Joe was on TV and he was talking about well, twenty two million people have already signed up. Yes, oh. the free money agenda turns out to be very popular with some people you know what i'm saying and uh well if i could get a bunch of plumbers and truck drivers to play pay for my degree in engineering that would be nice yeah <laughs> you know and, I, but um you but know then I, again my degree in engineering has, has probably been more useful than the ones in underwater basket weaving and in i don't know what kind of angry uh, studies but <laughs> Yeah, I, I asked some rhetorical questions in there. Um, if your mama and daddy don't want to help you repay your student loans, why should anyone else want to do it? Like, mm -hmm. if one of my kids got into a desperate financial situation, I'm sure my wife and I would find some way to help them. And mm -hmm. I expect most other parents would do the same because we love our kids, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So who are these college kids whose parents don't love them? And why are Excellent the rest question. of us going to work, paying our taxes, expected to pick up the tab for the irresponsible financial decision of these unloved kids? But, but... I digress. I wanted to talk about what he was saying about mm -hmm. deficits. Oh. And, 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 well, and an IQ deficit, I think. He said, mm -hmm. I will never apologize for helping working and middle class Americans as they recover from the pandemic. Then stop robbing us. Well, 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 well he says this. And I, I, I started to do a fisking, but you'd have to fisk every little phrase. But oh. the idea that working and middle class Americans are just now recovering from the pandemic. Are you what? effing kidding me? It yeah, is right. October of 2022. Most of us, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know who you're talking about but you know uh 
you know, most of us, it got to be about June of 2020 and we're like, okay, it's over. You know? Yes. And, and you know, I, I got my vaccine in January of, of uh, no, actually it was September of uh, 2021. So. I, you know, I had the kind of uh, work where I never missed a paycheck. Matter of fact, I got a bunch of overtime. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but at least. That's why you're buying dinner tonight, by That's the way. right. Uh, <laughs> but at, le- at least, uh, actually what we should do is go down to uh, Valdosta, the Barbecue is great. It is. It <laughs> but, is. Uh, but uh, we should, uh, no, even even here in Maryland, which was kind of average in the pack, everything was mm-hmm. over in May of last year. Correct. Not May of this year, May of last year. Last yeah, and year. So, and so, so he's talking about he's helping working and middle class Americans recover <laughs> from the pandemic, which is bullshit. I mean, he talks about the same Republican officials who voted for a $2 trillion tax cut that mainly benefited the wealthy Americans and the biggest corporation that wasn't paid for and racked up our deficit. And all I can answer to this is bullshit. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Now, actually, this... uh, hold it. This is, that's a, bullshit is a term of art in engineering. And <laughs> I, I, I really need to correct you. This is chicken shit. Well, anyways, this, you know, this stupid, stupid thing that he's saying. But anyways, he goes on and I counted um, in a a span of about 200 words. He used the word deficit one, two, three, four, five, six separate times Mm -hmm. and talking about historic deficit reduction. Uh, The federal deficit fell by one trillion four hundred billion dollars just this year the <clears throat> historic drop on the deficit and and etc 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 and all you have to do and i link it in the article mm-hmm. brian Riedel of the Riedel, i'm sorry brian Riedel of the manhattan institute has written a column for the new york post that explains exactly what kind of bullshit this is. Yeah, but on the other hand, mm-hmm. with a mouthful of ice cream, a Biden told us this week that the economy oh. is as tr- strong as hell, right? And <laughs> I, you know, one of the things I learned in engineering school is check the answers in the back of the book. And I did. <laughs> and the answers in the back of the book say that hell is indeed quite strong, but it's the losing side. <laughs> and so um, maybe he's implying that we're headed for economic doom or, uh, or maybe I'm not sure what side he's on. But in any case, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think he and his gang have been the least bit trustworthy about any of this. No, well, speaking of the economy. Yes. And, and yellow buttons. Speak about button. the yellow button. It's that time of the the program where we do shameless capitalism. Uh, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account uh, where you can contribute dollars, shekels, uh, pesos, uh, euros, uh, all kinds of currency, wherever you are in the world, 
unless you're in Russia, in which case it won't take Russian rubles. But we do take gold imperial rubles. Okay, yes, we, we know this, John. Anyways, but if you will click the yellow button, go to my PayPal account and contribute, uh, that would be much appreciated because um, it would help uh, to uh, fund this podcast, uh, to, to fund the blog, and most importantly, it will help make my wife happy. And trust me, keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. Yeah, if you still trust PayPal, you can click on the uh, icon of a tip jar at Hogwash over in the sidebar there, and <laughs> it'll take you off to my PayPal account where you can send money my way to support the blog or support the podcast. Or you can shop at the Hogwash store. I get a cut of the action there, obviously. Or you can use the Amazon uh associate blogs that you find, uh, 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 blog uh, links that you find on Hogwash or the other McCain. We participate in the Amazon affiliate program, which is uh, gives us a cut of the action when you use those links. Nice thing that Amazon does to support the blogosphere. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Yes. Thank you, Diana. And uh, uh, the uh, these are the five most important words in the English language. Mm -hmm. Yes, but, uh, but, uh, but the two most important are roll tide, but uh, it's still scoreless <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. So. Unless, of course, you went to the Naval Academy. They have started saying roll goat, which makes no sense to me. But go ahead. I'd have to ask Rod about that. <laughs> uh, uh, but speaking of language, now this is a subject that I have a little bit of insecurity. Like I made an 800 on the math section of the SATs, but I only made 690 on the verbal. So I, I'm really, you know, a little bit uh, shy about I was, that. I'm, I've had perfect score on the verbal. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> but uh, in any case, as, as, as language evolves, we see these changes. And one of them came up on a tweet from the LGBT Foundation celebrating oh. International Pronoun Day this weekend. I, ha I had to uh, respond to that with a, a, a quote f from a certain literary uh, uh, piece. Uh, uh, basically, by 2015, earlier, possibly, all real knowledge of old <laughs> speak will, will have disappeared. The whole literature of the past will have been destroyed. Chaucer, Shakespeare, Milton, Byron, they'll all exist in new speak versions, not merely changed, but something entirely different, but actually changed into something contradictory uh, from what they used to be. Even the literature of the party will change. Even the slogans will change. How can you have a slogan like freedom is slavery when the concept of freedom has been abolished? The whole climate of thought will be different. In fact, there will be no thought as we understand it now. Orthodoxy means not thinking, not needing to think. Mm -hmm. Orthodoxy is unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um, I, I had a remark. I had something I picked up. I was reading uh, the long read, the weekend long read on American greatness. Mm -hmm. And um, the the author had remarked that the war on pronouns, this this business of removing pronouns, 
um, is a way of completely eroding the structure of thought and speech. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's right. the point. Well, uh, on the other hand, I had to take a, 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 a poke at it with, uh, with a little bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> so today's Are You Pondering What I'm Pondering? I loved goes, it. I think so, Brain. But why should we let amateurs define pronouns? <laughs> <laughs> I like well, that. Anyways, uh, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, the, the words that still mean things, Roll Tide, uh, Alabama uh, scored as Bryce Young completed a 31-yard touchdown pass to JoJo Earl. It is now 7 to nothing. Uh, Alabama beating Mississippi State. So, but you know, it's, it's interesting how, as people try to destroy thought, other people come along and with interesting ways of resisting that. You have your headphones off, Stacy, like you're trying to do something. The cat is whining. Uh, okay, well, you go to deal with that. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to talk about. Um, Film lad. Do you remember Film Lad, uh, Diana? Yeah, vaguely, very vaguely, but yeah. yeah he, he was he was one of the first people to follow me on Twitter. And uh, he had a he had a tweet um yesterday uh saying, Hey uh, Elon Musk, I'd like to put my name in the ring for the guy to fire seventy five percent of Twitter Twitter employees. As you oh, know, yes. it's always been a good idea to hire someone that loves their work. And good God, I would love firing each and every one. I'll charge like a buck a person tops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to stand there. I want to stand. I, I'm not in San Francisco anymore. But if I were, I'd go to mid-market just to watch the procession of them walking out with their little box of possessions. Well, oh, I, 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 re I responded to him with the, 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 the comment. There may be a long line forming for this. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, I told Lad, I told Lad, I said, uh, make sure you fire the person who banned me. Okay, <laughs> you know, and, and but the thing that they have a workforce of uh, seventy five hundred people. What, yes. How it, how many of those people actually do anything? Uh, related to the functionality of the website. Well, right? it, it, very, it, it, very few, and they yes, keep them in the basement. Uh, uh, yes, but the people who can fire can always learn to code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, you know, I've always thought that it would be, I, I'm sorry, um, it, it will be nice to actually see these people out away from their screens. It'll be good for them. By the way, the deal is supposed to close next Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a deadline in court. Uh, uh, but. Well, but you know, so there's all this fun stuff going on. Meanwhile, I'm stocking up on popcorn. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, I prefer pretzels, which is what I munch on between takes here. But anyways, uh, I had a post this week. Uh, speaking of people on the internet, yeah, old timers, <laughs> people Call around before me. Called What Radicalized Ace of Spades and <gasps> Notes on the History of Browderism. Mm -hmm. And it's illustrated with a picture of an Ewok because if you know years ago, the uh, history. <laughs> they used to have get moron gatherings that, you know, the we Ace still of Spades, do. They, they, call, they call themselves morons. And they would yes, have a. Uh, we are moron. the moron horde. <laughs> yeah. And they would sometimes have get togethers. Mm hmm. 
And um, when Ace showed up, you know, somebody remarked his resemblance to an Ewok, which is <laughs> which is kind of funny. I, you know, no. The best part about it is, is that Brett Kimberly still has no idea who Ace is. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, um, you know, he is very, very secretive about mm -hmm. uh, his identity, and uh, yes. you know, but I've hung out and had beers with him. He, he doesn't like to go out much. By the way, mm -hmm. he's kind of a kind of a recluse. Uh, but anyway, so I was in the car this week with my brother, and he was <laughs> ranting about Putin uh -huh. and the war in Ukraine. But I was a million miles away in my mind, scrolling through an item at Ace of Spades. Kirby kept ranting, and after a while, I interjected my thought. He's ranting about Russia, so I started talking about the earliest dawn of the Cold War. Uh -huh. Earl Browder and the Duclos, the Duclos letter. letter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I knew that my friend Diana Dealey, who was a, a, a Sovietologist. Well, not really. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but she knows all this Cold War stuff. Uh huh. Uh, anyways, but uh, we uh, the World War II alliance between the West and Stalin. Okay, was a. Um, uh, a short-term necessity uh, uh, required to defeat a guy named Adolf Hitler. I mean, mm -hmm. look, they did us the service of killing uh, probably 80% of the Germans who died. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. 20 yeah. million Stalingrad. of their own troops, and, or and 20 million of their own people in the process. But, hey. <laughs> you, know, you know, the thing about uh, Stalingrad is it's just so sad it had to end. Commies <laughs> killing Nazis. I mean, I mean, God, it, it, you know, it's a win-win. You know what I'm saying? Well, anyways, can't they both lose? <laughs> right, right, right. Anyways, but uh, in March uh, 1946, uh, Winston Churchill gave a speech uh, at in Fulton, Missouri, mm -hmm. uh, in which he said, "Quote." Uh, by the way, it was Westminster Presbyterian Church. That's mm -hmm. what, uh, anyways, he said, quote, a shadow has fallen upon the scene so lately lighted by the Allied victory from Stettin in the Baltic to Trieste in the Adriatic. An iron curtain has descended across the continent. Behind that line lie all the capitals of the ancient states of Central in Eastern Europe. And so, so in March 1946, the concept of the Iron mm -hmm. Curtain and the, and the recognition uh, that the Soviets had basically made uh, mm -hmm. slave camps of uh, so many of the countries that had previously been conquered by Hitler. So mm -hmm. that, that, that this uh, uh, communist empire uh, confronted mm -hmm. the West uh, th this reality uh, was shocking to a lot of people, but what really mm -hmm. started the Cold War had happened uh, two uh, years earlier. Really. Yeah, well, a year earlier. It 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 started it started with Earl Browder, and mm -hmm. you have to understand where that what was known as the Popular Front mm -hmm. uh, position. Um, that that uh, that the Communist Party, uh, you know, said everyone must be against Hitler, 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and so they had kept that party line through the 1930s until September of 1939. Right. Uh, and this is what, it's what I call the flip-flop flip. You could always tell, if, you, if you're <sighs> looking anyone who lived through that day, uh, you could always tell who was a communist oh, uh, you the, could. By, the, by the way they changed to fit the party line. Mm-hmm. Once the Ribbentrop-Molotov treaty was signed between Stalin and Hitler, mm-hmm. uh, dividing Poland between them, mm-hmm. um, the Communist Party, which had been all about the popular front against fascism, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly took a different tactic and and oh, and yeah. uh they were against warmongers uh suddenly mm-hmm. anyone who wanted to fight hitler including churchill was a warmonger okay mm-hmm. according to the soviet union and that continued up until the time in june was it was it 41? june of 1941 uh when operation barbarossa went into effect which what when when Hitler invaded Russia, suddenly uh, Russia went back to the cold uh, the uh, popular front strategy, and everyone must fight Hitler. So so if you follow the party line through that, and the guy in charge of the party uh, through that period was a guy named Earl Browner. Well, yes. Uh, while um, he outlived his usefulness, uh, well, uh, my, actually, I want a cup. I want a word about that after you guys are finished. <laughs> but in 1944, mm-hmm. um, uh, the orders from uh, the Kremlin were apparently unclear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they the were. idea was that that reelecting FDR was the communists were in favor of FDR's mm-hmm. election. So, but Earl Browder went beyond that. He actually dissolved the communist party <sighs> and uh, reconfigured it as what he called the communist political association uh-huh. saying that they would work with progressive elements of both parties, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, and two of the people who disagreed, one of them went on to found the Workers' World Party, which is a notorious cult. Uh, <laughs> but um, the other one uh, turned out to be Browder's successor because... And predecessor. Was, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. It was... Um, Bill, uh, yeah, Bill, uh, Bill Z, what was his name? Foster. Foster. William Sorry, Z. Foster. I, yeah. Well, anyways, the, the signal by which um, uh, it was signaled that Comrade Browder had deviated from uh, proper Marxist-Leninist doctrine uh, took the form of an article in the April 1945 issue of the French Communist Party journal Cahiers du Communisme. And uh, anyways, and so so this was under the byline of Jacques Duclos, a senior mm-hmm. official of the French Communist Party. Mm-hmm. And, and so this Duclos letter was actually dictated in the Kremlin. Okay, that, that had been was, written and, and published earlier in the year and then was translated to French and uh, sent to Duclos to, uh, to, Duclos yeah. to uh, Right, he publish. threw in a couple of paragraphs about how good French communists were. And mm-hmm. then, anyways, and so... So Stacy has been taking the point of view that this is actually the beginning of the... Mm-hmm. Cold War. Yes, it, so- it was a good. It was a good, strong signal. And of course, uh, I, all I can say is that Bill Z. Foster and company 
leapt on this so fast and so hard, it was almost funny. Um, there's a couple things I do want to say, though, about Earl Browder. The best thing that uh, when he was uh, expelled from the party, he went to Moscow to ask to be reinstated. <laughs> what actually happened from there is that Molotov and uh, Lavrovov, uh, Lavrovov uh, got together and, um, uh, okay, I, Browder is all over the Venona papers, all right. over it. His code name was Father. He recruited more agents than I believe anybody else. He recruited a lot of people. So um, this is this is a total sideline, but most people think that Browder just sort of um, became this sort of pathetic hanger-on, um, was given a job as a Soviet literary agent, whatever. Um, his, uh, but no, he was a really, really active spy, and this is important. I I think that. It was very use his his being disgraced as a communist was really useful to the Soviets. Well, uh, from here we can go on. <laughs> okay. Sorry about well, that. let me get back to what I was saying yes. about Ace. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, no. John yes. wants to Let stop. Uh, well, I don't go, get to finish that. Well, go ahead and finish on Ace. Finish on Ace. This is great. I just want okay, to but, touch But the that. point I was making uh, about Ace of Spades, why this uh, re this connection that I saw between mm -hmm. this was that Ace was uh, taking some shots at a certain uh, never Trumper with National Review, mm -hmm. and he says says that. Uh, they're willfully blind to the fast pace of radicalization left has gone through since 2008, or they're just, as I say, forever frozen in the last year when everything made sense of 2003. Mm -hmm. In other words, they are stuck in time and their their politics are obsolete mm -hmm. and, and and they just don't realize, you know, I mean, Trump actually got it. And the people who supported Trump get it. And uh, on the other hand, there are mass quantities of people in the world who just refuse to get it. Mm -hmm. uh, and a wonderful example of it was the uh, idiots in uh, <laughs> Europe recently who have been gluing their hands to the wall, to the pavement, to whatever. Um, there's a was a wonderful uh, thing I saw on the on YouTube uh, recently where a bunch of uh, protesters in Paris had glued their hands to the pavement and the cops just came and ripped them up oh. with crazy glue, you know, and it, uh, their hands glued to the thing. And of course, one of them is screaming in terrible pain and the French cop is saying, uh, as near as I can translate it, well, what the hell did you think would happen? <laughs> um, yes, an excellent question. Well, that's that's an excellent way to handle the protesters. Volkswagen, though, when was better. <laughs> yeah, they had they had a bunch of people go and glue their hands down to the floor in the Porsche section of the Volkswagen Museum, and they just uh, turned the lights off, turned the heat off, and went home. <laughs> Except for the security guards who would occasionally come and shine flashlights at them. And they were pissing and moaning because they actually literally, <laughs> literally because no one would give them a, a bowl to pee in or pee in. 
And of course, none of them had the good sense to bring any acetone with them to, you know, get the yeah. to release themselves. I love it. You know, these these people losing their minds about the climate. I, you know, it's just like folks. Well, they're the same people who the kind of people who vote for the DA in places like San Francisco or <sighs> or Chicago or Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yes, the headline this morning at theothermccain.com. Soros-funded Philly DA blames GOP racism for impeachment. He's white. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's white, you know. That was what He one is of my white, great, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Larry Krasner is the Democrat and Soros-funded um, <laughs> district attorney of Philadelphia, who has uh, inaugurated a turn them loose policy. Oh. And as I said, uh, the city uh, is has well and truly earned uh, its uh, sobriquet of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Pico uh, uses that. Dana Pico, if you don't know him, you can click the link in the article mm-hmm. and go read everything he has to say about mm-hmm. uh, this this Philadelphia DA, which is a lot. Uh, but uh, in in this, he, he what happened was that there's a committee of the Republican-controlled uh, Pennsylvania House of Representatives that is preparing, apparently, to impeach Larry Krasner. Well, he was called to uh, testify, but... Uh, it was behind closed doors. It wasn't a public hearing. They wanted to question him privately. And so he refused to cooperate and then went out and gave a press conference on the steps of the state capitol in Harrisburg Friday morning. Um, And he said, what we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere. And that phrase, gun violence, pisses me off. Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I have access to firearms. Uh, mm-hmm. How much gun violence have I committed? Zero. Okay. I haven't committed any since I got back from Vietnam. Crime I haven't committed any. A, crime, except against little pieces of paper. Crime is a people problem. Okay. Yep. So when you're talking about gun violence, you're distracting from the the people who are committing the violence, okay? It's not the guns doing it. It's people, okay? And Mm -hmm. he refuses to put these people in jail and keep them there where they belong. He says, well, he talks about the the most diverse uh, city in Pennsylvania, but there is a decidedly monochromatic aspect to the daily bloodshed in Philadelphia, where more than 80% of the murders are Mm -hmm. black, criminal shooting black victims okay there were an all-time record 562 murders in philadelphia last year which means that roughly 450 black people were killed but according to larry krasner the problem is the republicans who want to end the city's bloodbath because they're racist 
Mm. And so if you want to stop killing black people in Philadelphia, that's racism. Yep. And and uh, I cited uh, two well, there, cases. There, 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 there's, there's a certain heritage part of the Democratic Party that would agree uh, would feel that way. Yes. I don't know what's wrong with people. <laughs> uh, well, they're crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and crazy people are dangerous. Are dangerous. Oh, my goodness. This was a great story, by the way. I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> okay. Folks, brace yourself for this story. Okay. It's called How to Get Yourself Shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. It involves a guy, uh, a person, I a should person. say. I need to talk to you about Rule 5 here, yeah, now, This person named, it was originally named Stephen Joaquin Perez, now goes by Zoe Perez, Um a transgender YouTuber known to her audience as Furry Potato, who specializes in what are called First Amendment audits. Now, <sighs> what are First Amendment audits? And I hadn't even heard of this. And I, I'm watching YouTube and I see something and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <clears throat> and, and I Googled yeah, you were it. just kept ch- catching up on this when we had to talk about it last week. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyways... But what they do is they start recording videos in public places. Yeah, we were we were eating pizza on our way or it back coming back from eating dinner last week when I started Googling this stuff and like, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, these people record videos in public places like post office, etc., in order to test or audit, as they say, the police response. Now you can imagine somebody um uh, just standing around at a auto plant or wherever, some public place, and uh, recording with a video camera, and uh, you know somebody calls the police of suspicious activity. What's this person doing? Uh, well, the police show up and they judge the response. Sometimes they they will refuse to uh, identify themselves or say rude things to the police. And and uh, basically trying to get themselves arrested, I think is what it is. <sighs> Anyways, and these are the First Amendment auditors. Well, uh, we never heard of this until about five years ago, um, and it cropped up in Michigan. Uh, <sighs> but but anyways, um, Zoe Perez, aka Ferdy Potato, decided that what she wanted to do was to stand outside a synagogue in Los Angeles uh. in January, in February uh, 2019, and she was auditing outside this synagogue. Well, this was oh, just no, a no. few months after a bunch of people got shot to death at a synagogue where some kook uh, shot up a synagogue in uh, Pittsburgh. So, mm-hmm. so they had a security guard out there, <laughs> and uh, there was some sort of confrontation, and uh, Zoe got shot. Um, mm-hmm. And and well, uh, and the response, uh, uh, you know, at the time was um, uh, was that uh, well, they arrested at first. Um, the uh, security guard on suspicion of aggravated assault, but then the prosecutor got looking at it and said, what the hell are you doing, lady? It's a synagogue, you know? 
why are you doing this? And so basically there were no charges. The grand jury refused to indict. The uh, uh, yeah. prosecutor didn't do it. And so now she's suing him. You know, so she's yeah, not gonna, gonna. She's not gonna get any. Oh, she doesn't that. get a dime, man. Because look, at, folks, if you want to get shot, okay, uh, you know, if you're acting crazy in public and you end up getting shot by, but you know, getting shot as a result, I'm sorry, that's on you. I'm not real sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, uh, we we now hear the boogie woogie in the background. That means it's time. Uh, to end the podcast, we'll be back next Saturday night at our usual time, 7 o'clock Eastern, and we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us, Diana. You know I enjoy it. <laughs> Good night, Diana. Good night, Stacey. Good night. Good night. Good night. Mr. Breeze. <laughs>